you have to kind of have faith in yourself um, in, in what you're trying to do. I think it is a struggle and um, you have to you have to just keep I said have to keep the enjoyment alive. Uh, that's the other thing I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and have have as much fun as possible because if you're if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying this this game of creating something um, out of ink and paper, if you if you if you get a real fire inside you when you do it, then the chances are you will be able to pass that that excitement on to someone else. So um, you know you just have to just have to keep the fire burning. If you're struggling to move forward in life, this podcast is for you. I'm Seth Adam Smith, and this is Forward. So a couple of years ago, I actually had the opportunity to interview one of my favorite authors. His name is Jonathan Stroud. He's the author of several series of children's books. One of them called the Bartimaeus Sequence. You may have heard of that. Um, another one is called Lockwood & Co. Now, I, I love uh, a good ghost story. Um, now, when I, I say a good ghost story, I think I have to sort of qualify that. I, I, I don't like um, horror, the horror genre. Um, I don't like a slasher film or anything like that. Um, I don't like gratuitous uh, violence or anything. I, I like, I like a good mystery, right? A good mystery that's solved. Um, and, and I, if possible, I, I would like it if, if the story sort of left you feeling better about life at the end, rather than sort of dark and dreary and, and, and destitute. And, and so I was, I was pleasantly surprised when I stumbled across uh, Jonathan Stroud's Lockwood & Co. series. It's a series of five books, uh, and the premise of these books is that um, it's an alternate universe, uh, London, the United Kingdom, where um, there's a problem of ghosts, right? There's, there's ghosts that are, are springing up all over the country, and the only ones who can see and respond to them are, are youth, some like between the ages of 8 and, and um, 16, 18 um, and so one of these groups is called Lockwood and Co. And they, it, the, the books follow their, their, uh, adventures as they go and, and stop these ghosts and sort of learn, um, about a larger problem that's happening. So one of the things I really liked about Jonathan Stroud's series, uh, was just the, the interaction between, um, this crew, uh, Lockwood and Co., um, you know they're they're teenagers, right? They're and they've got their own personalities, and they're friends, and they're dealing with these very uh, horrifying situations. Uh, but there's so much humor in it that it just it could be scary one second, and then completely humorous and funny the next, and and all of it sort of worked together at the end. Every every book really work together to, to make it this life-affirming book. And in fact, um, in the interview, Jonathan Stroud, that's how he described it and how he described the books in the series. And so that's what I really appreciated. I, I loved, loved the books and I, and I loved um, my opportunity to interview Jonathan Stroud. Now, there's, there's a portion of the interview I want to share with you uh, where he talks about the books. 
And, and then uh, at a later date, we actually had a second part of the interview. And, and it was in that interview that, that Jonathan said a lot of really profound things about, uh, about you know, chasing your passion and, and you know, writing and, and really why it is we do what we do. Um, anybody, you know, what, what life is all about, what all of this work and all of this moving forward is all about. And, and in that interview, that was the interview I really appreciated the most. And I've thought about that um, and some of the things that he said in that. I've thought about that again and again, and I wanted to share it with you. And my hope is that in sharing uh, this interview with you is that it will inspire you to move forward in the dreams and things that you are pursuing. It's more than just uh, a ghost story, right? This is all life-affirming. Where did you get the inspiration for Lockwood & Co? Well, I, I always uh, enjoyed ghost stories, and for a long time I'd been kind of itching to do one of my own. Um, and I, I, I sort of sat down one day and began writing my way into it. And usually what happens is I'll just improvise, and I'll, I'll just uh, see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll do a scene, I'll throw a couple of characters together, see what happens when they interact. And I began uh, one day a few years ago with a scene with two, two kids, a boy and a girl, uh, wearing modern clothes, um, but with, with swords, uh, which was quite exciting, coming up to the door of a, of a house in London, knocking on the door, and they're going to go in and, and fight a ghost. Um, and I like this scene, about three pages long. Um, I had no idea where the story was going to go. I didn't know who these kids were or why there were no adults. You know, it was, it was just this kernel of a, of a scene. But I like the fact that my kids were the protagonists and that they were empowered. You know, they had they had they had weapons, they had kit they were going to use to uh, deal with the supernatural enemy. So uh, from that single point, um, this whole series began. And and then how you played it off um, with the humor, with everyone's humor, with all of their personalities, and then that final scene where they're all. I mean, it's the resolution. It's the end of the book where they're all at the table, all of them. Yeah. And they're all talking yeah. to each other just as they would a normal day. Really, they're just they're they're talking they're talking about everything and going about their business. And it just there's the sense of completion that this is this is right. This is a good this is a good scene. This is how it's supposed to be. So I I, I think that was a a great way to. I'm really happy you, you I'm really happy you say that. I think I think it's um. You know, for, as far as the, the series went, you know, I, 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 as I wrote it, I realised that it was really important to uh, balance the all the kind of dark, sinister, um, morbid, um, you know, scary stuff with something that that, that uh, was much more light and life affirming. And and the the, the the symbol of it is them sitting around a table. You know, eating some cream buns and um, donuts, and you know, making stupid jokes, and 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 that was the you know that that was the thing that that I that I came to rely on as a really important um, uh, element. So you know, I felt that exactly that that you have this sort of big uh, epoch making you know ending with all the sort of excitement going on, but at the end of the day, it comes back down to our friends sitting at the table. And, you know, as a reader, you want to join them. You want to be there at the end of the table, cup of tea in hand, uh, <laughs> you know, jam tart or whatever. Yeah. And you're part you're part of that that group. And it's, uh, you know, it's a satisfying way of, of, of just tying it up gently. Well, there's another there's another uh, book series I like to read and it's five books. But when I get to the fifth book, that's when a lot of the characters start dying off. 
and and so I I still love the series, but it's it's really hard for me to read the fifth book because yeah, there's just this sense of loss. But with this um, with this book, I, I mean, I can always reread the fifth book because there's not that there's not this. It's just this feeling of of like you were saying, life affirming. Like there's this there is a sense of completion, but it's yeah. not it's not this loss or this pain at the end. It's a continuation. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you say that because I suppose you know I, I was writing it, but I, I didn't fully understand that until I had you know uh, got to the end of the fifth book. I realised when I was rereading, I thought, no, I, I can't. I have to. I have to sort of honour that um, yeah. commitment. It's like an emotional commitment that you make to your to your readers, and um, yeah. you know, there, of course, there are some. There are some books, some series, some uh, uh, works where the, the the commitment involves uh, loss and emotion. You know, so, something much more hard hitting, yeah. and that that that's that's correct. But in, I realised in this case, yeah. I was doing something different, and um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice in a way that as a as the as the author, I still um, had things to learn from it myself. Right, right at the end, um, uh, I was just lucky. I managed to get it done before my editors came around and beat me over the head with a with a with a hammer. So look, I I have kids. I have two kids, and I I can't get anything done when I'm home ever. <laughs> and and so I have to ask, how is it possible uh, that that you um, are a best-selling author? How do you write? How do you get things done? How do you get novels created? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I kind of wonder that myself, um, really. Um, uh, it, sometimes it doesn't work, um, uh, as, as I'm sure you know. You know, there, there's just too many, too many things. You, you're being pulled in too many different um, directions. Right. I mean, I think you, if you're a writer, you, you, you have to be adept at some point. You've got to be adept at kind of just closing everything else off and. Um, sitting in a very boring room which in my case is my little study upstairs um just sort of falling into into this world that you're that that, that you're creating a, a friend of mine um who's a a playwright called simon stevens um he years ago he, he we were we were at some thing together and he he sort of turned to me and he sort of said of course you know um uh it's all about it's all about your family um uh, everything else is just a sideshow um, and you know, he's that stuck with me. He's absolutely right because you know you can have all the success that you dream of as a writer, as um, well as anything. Um, but ultimately, the thing that that actually makes you get up in the morning and um, you know feel like your life is worthwhile is um, is is the family and and your your children. So um, you know, I found. In fact, funnily enough, the, the my period of success as a writer has almost identical been almost identical with my period of having a family i my wife um uh gina well before we got married my wife actually um took me to one side and said if you want to be a writer you know I i'll support you you can you can give up your job and um uh that she she would look she would earn us some money and i would i would spend a year being trying to be, be a writer and make it work so i wouldn't have even become a writer if it wasn't for her actually um giving me that um uh that declaration of faith you know wow. she, she would let me go and do it give it a try 
if it didn't work out, that's fine. She, you know, we, we would do something different. Um, but but she gave me the, the the strength of purpose to go off and become a writer. And then we got married, and um, I, I became a success with my Bartimaeus books. Um, and my my daughter was born in the same in the same year. So I've always had this this kind of twin um, these, these these twin things that that. Uh, um, make my life sort of ground ground me really ground my life the, the enjoyment of working um, and the enjoyment of of being with people that I that I love. Um, obviously, being a writer is completely solitary. Um, in order to in order to sort of have the energy and the the commitment for that solitary pursuit, you, you I think you need to go away and recharge the batteries and that means being with you know emotionally recharged with with, with your with your loved ones so uh you know i i, I for me anyway it's, it's the two go absolutely hand in hand so so tell me um and you may have already answered this through your through your answer just recently but what is your favorite thing about being a published author well i suppose um the 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 the, the moment that um the moment that I remember as, as being um, most special, curiously enough, actually, with my first novel, which was called Buried Fire, that I wrote um, getting on for, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and um, I got I got sent a proof, uh, you know, a kind of galley copy um, by my publisher before it came out. So, I, I don't know, six months before. And it was the first time ever I'd seen any of my stuff actually in a genuine book format and that was quite a moment that that really was quite special to to think that i had created something which existed in in book in book form yeah. um so thereafter the thing that really i i enjoy is this sense of of um of my my books being sort of going out into the world and being listened to by the grand canyon or being read by somebody in um uh indonesia or australia or japan or you know you you there's this that blows my mind really that that there are people in far off countries that i will never visit um who who have read the stories that i've created in a my little drab um uh, home counties england study you know um that that is quite a magical feeling um to have to have sent something out across the world so that's really the thing that um you know keeps me warm at night when i'm struggling with you know, the latest project have there been times when you get discouraged particularly about i mean you know just maybe there was a publishing deal or idea or something that didn't go through and and how did you handle that discouragement um sure you know you're never going to you're never going to achieve the same level of success all the time you know regardless of, of who you are or what what you do you're going to get peaks and troughs and yeah. um i've i've had those periods where i'm working on a project which has really um has really not uh not been working and um i i've got very kind of fraught by it um and usually what happens is that means that there's some key um, some key part of the book isn't isn't right. You know, some decision I made early on that actually was incorrect, and everything else is is sort of wrong because of it. So sooner or later, what happens is I have to um, 
take a step away. Usually I'll talk to my wife, give it to my wife to read, discuss it with her, get get her opinion. And usually out of that, you know, comes the answer. I think, oh, okay, that's it. Uh, I can get rid of that character or I um, have to change. Um, I can't remember if I told you this before, but one of my Bartimaeus books um, began life as a series of short stories and um, uh, it wasn't working. It's no, nothing, nothing quite meshed. And I, I finally twig that I had to scrap the whole concept and just take one of the stories and make that into a into a proper full novel. Once I'd made that decision, once I'd binned all the all that work that I'd been doing for months, it was a hard it's a hard moment. But once you once you have that insight, then it becomes easy again. You go, oh okay, fine, I, I now know what I'm doing. So um you know yeah you, you, you obviously have bad moments but you you just keep working and you, you soon find a way around them. The, the, basically, the final question is, what advice do you have for uh, beginning or struggling authors and writers who are, who are either struggling to write their book or struggling to publish their book? What, what would you say to them as, as a sort of an encouragement uh, to move forward? Okay, well, um, you know, I think the first thing to say is that all, all writers... Um, uh, go through that phase, and you know we've we've all been there. Um, either a starting out not quite knowing what your voice is, what kind of writer you are, um, and b having the difficulty of how to how the heck to get something published. Um, and you know you, there are endless accounts of how J.K. Rowling sent Harry Potter to I don't know eleven different publishers, and they all said no, and then finally you know it was it was taken. And the rest is history. And um, in my in my in my sort of less extreme case, you know, I my first novel, I wrote it um, when I was in my mid mid twenties. Um, I gave it to to a publisher. They absolutely tore it apart, and uh, I put it away for a year. But I didn't throw it away. I came back to it later. I I, I read it. I thought, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try again. And finally, I found someone who who saw through the imperfections and the fact that it needed a lot of work. And she she gave me you know the opportunity to re rework it and ultimately to publish it. So you have to kind of have faith in yourself um, in in what you're trying to do. Um, don't lose sight of of what what you want to write, you know, the kind of book, the kind of story that you that you've got this itch to um, to tell. Um, so you have faith, but you then also just have to kind of uh, accept that the the road to publication is a is a sort of an uncertain one, and you just have to keep plodding away, talking to people, showing it to people, getting advice, taking the advice or not taking it if you feel like what you've done is actually good you know you stick to your guns um and you keep you keep keep working try something different if that one hasn't worked you try it you try a different thing you just plod away um and you know you get your reward ultimately so so i, I think it is a i think it is a struggle and um you have to you have to just keep i said you have to keep the enjoyment alive uh, that's the other thing i'd say yeah you know you play play around with what you're doing you try different things you you experiment with what kind of a voice you know, you you actually have as a writer, um, and have have as much fun as possible. Because if you're if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying this this game of creating something um, out of ink and paper, 
if you if you if you get a real fire inside you when you do it then the chances are you will be able to pass that that excitement on to someone else so um you know you just have to just have to keep the fire burning well thank you so much for watching this episode of forward uh, i hope that you will actually pick up and read Jonathan Stroud's books, not just Lockwood & Co., but again, the Bartimaeus sequence. And I will have a link in the description of this video or this podcast. Um, and if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, with your family, uh, really anybody. It doesn't have to be your friends and family. It could be people you don't like. Share this episode with them. Um, and if you can, give this show a five-star review. Uh, again, thank you for watching.